Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and it is a happy Monday to you. I I love Mondays, although today was a little bit in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area on the wintry side. I think it's here. I, I don't know if it's going away. I think it's here now till spring, which in Minneapolis is roughly July. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, a beautiful day, and I'm going to try to make the most of it, but I'm not a huge fan of uh, winter, but I think it's here, and I'm going to look forward to enjoying each day the Lord gives. So there's, I think we have a little technical difficulty. I hear a ringtone in my ear. So you can dump that. That would be great. There we go. Awesome. Thank you, Rosie. I heard uh, a dial tone in in the uh, the headset, and I'm guessing my listeners heard that too. That's crazy. That's crazy. But we are trying to get Patrick on the line. Yeah. Uh, Well, Skype just kicked him out. So... He should kick back. I think that's that's what should happen. We're going to have Patrick join me if he can get on the call. And then the Monday afternoon mix is going to be happening right after that with uh, Patrick, uh, with David Miles and Rosie B. And then we've got a, a great second hour as well. So that's going to be the show today. I hope you can spend a little, uh, a lot, or all of it with me. I'm looking forward to that. So if you have not uh, signed up for how to get the, uh, if you want to get on the prayer works, we want to pray for you. You can share your prayer requests by texting or calling 877-933-2484. Or you can go online at myfaithradio.com. That's one thing you can do. You can also, if you want to get the verse of the day, I highly recommend that as well. You can receive a daily email featuring a nice scripture graphic. You can sign up for that at um Verse of the day email at myfaithradio.com. So Patrick, I think, is finally in the queue. And uh, the word queue is just a queue followed with four silent letters, which was almost my guest today, silent. Patrick, welcome. <laughs> four, four silent letters. Yeah, the letter Q. And then they just said, you know, that's not enough. <laughs> But that's all you pronounce is the, is the letter Q, and then it's got U-E-U-E after that, but you don't really say any of that, do you? You just say Q. Yeah, and why isn't just one U-E enough? <laughs> that's a good, I mean, why, that's a good question. Why, why do they say this of a Q? You know, that's the, the, the letter Q alone isn't, we don't want them to think it's just the letter Q. We want them to know that it's a line. So add a U-E after that. Ooh, I think we're going to need more than just... <laughs> But the English. Well, what if there was a guy, guy in the committee who says, I say we go with U E U E U E. We're piling on the, the silent letters. What does it matter? Nobody can hear them. Yeah, they're not going to be pronounced ever, ever. But that's right. that's the fun of the English English language. We have all these silent letters, like the word night. Now, somebody once said to me, they go, well, the word night, like in the, in the shining armor. Yeah. They they used to pronounce the K. Really? So it used to be Knight. I did not know and that. I thought, that sounds made up. Okay. 
But, yeah, that sounds pretty silly. But yeah. then they decided to drop the pronunciation of the K, but they kept the letter K. Yeah. Because they don't want you to confuse it with the other knight. Yeah, now have you... a subtle difference. By the way, the B is silent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you ever had panomia? I've had pen- panomonia. Panomonia? Panomonia? You've, you've never had it. Pneumonia, no. That was the, well. You know what? You know what? I think that's what took out the pterodactyls. Was <laughs> 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 the pneumonia? P- p- yeah. Yeah, I, it's. I don't know why you. It, that must have been from another language, and they said, oh, "I keep it. Keep it. If we're borrowing the word, we're not going to pronounce it because it seems silly, but keep the letter." Just to show respect. I guess <laughs> to, to show respect. Well, you have kind of a newfound. Uh, appreciation for people that speak and teach English. I mean, teach English because it's the only language where you drive in parkways and park in driveways. So it is confusing. <laughs> it is a little bit confusing. Yeah, you you you, you park in driveways, but you drive you do drive in a parkway. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's another one of those confusing English things. Yeah, yeah. But even some of the I was listening to a a, a British podcast and uh the the woman used the word schedule schedule i like that one yeah yeah we we say schedule and i thought when where she learned to say schedule she must have learned that in shul (laughs) (laughs) very likely she learned that in shul yeah but i don't know if i heard her say the word shul but uh yeah I guess uh, some of it they took. Parking a driver, driving a parkway. Yeah. That's clever. Can you, uh, can you explain, Patrick, why your fingers have fingertips but your toes don't have toe tips? They, they, is it the lack of knuckles in your, <laughs> in your toes? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can. But you s- can. What? Yeah. I was going to say, so you say so fingertips but not toe tips, yep. but you can tiptoe. Yeah, but you can't tip tinker. Tip, tip finger. <laughs> I haven't talked a lot today. You know, I should talk more before I come to work, just to get everything warmed up. Yeah, yeah, it is always probably it's probably good to stretch before you exercise. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tip finger, but uh, yeah, but you yeah, you can you can tip your finger. You can put now you can you can only dip your finger into a tip jar. Uh, that's not the same thing. Yeah, that's Hopefully true. You're putting money in, not taking money out. Yeah, and and jail. And prison are are very different places. However, they are synonyms, but a jailer yeah. and a prisoner are are opposites. That's true. I mean, when it comes to the first one, jail or prison, you know, you don't want to be either one of them. Right. Uh, but if you had to pick between being the jailer or the prisoner, I know what side I come down on yeah. on that one. Yeah. Wow. So that's... Well, we do. It's funny. Many moons ago, I was learning or trying to learn Japanese, which turned out um, in typical me fashion. It started with how hard could it be and ended with what was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so it turns out it's one of the more difficult languages, except most of the foreign languages, they're, they're much simpler when it comes to conjugating a verb. And in English, ours make no sense. I'm going to the store. I went. You know, you know most languages, if you say you're, you're, it's either go, going, gone. And we're like, no, went. I mm-hmm. went. Well, that's a whole new word. Yeah, it is. Why do I have to learn a whole new word? Yeah, yeah good point. We got, this, we got a dictionary to fill. <laughs> yeah. 
How about yeah. when, when you, whenever you transport anything, like if you put something in a car or a truck, you've got a shipment, don't you? You've got a, yes. we shipped it today. But if that yeah. same object goes on a, on a, like a boat, it's cargo. So if it goes on a ship, it's cargo. But if it goes in a car, it's a shipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why did we do that? I wonder why we did that. Is did we borrow just a bunch of languages? Is it we we borrowed so much from French and German and Italian and Spanish that we said, you know, it's just we'll take a little bit from here and a little bit from there. Yeah. And uh, but isn't it amazing? You 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 learn to speak as a child, and everything makes sense just by hearing it over and over again, and then you you naturally speak the language and you speak the proper tenses. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to learn a foreign language, the first thing they try to teach you is not how to speak correctly. They say, no, you have to learn how to conjugate all these things. You have to learn all the different tenses, and you can't seem to grasp the language, which it makes me want to cut the people that come here and have to try to wrangle with English a lot more slack. said, oh, we're very difficult, aren't we? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we don't have I before E except after C. I still don't quite get that one. <laughs> I don't either. But you know yeah. it, and you'll never forget it. Yeah, I, I believe, and I believe there's actually more to that rule. It was something like I before E except after C, and sometimes Y. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, that's the vowels. Yes, the vowel. Uh, no, the, yeah, the vowels. Yeah. Now, you and I, having been on stage, we know that uh, the only it's it's English is the only language I think where you recite in a play, but you play in a recital. <laughs> yes, that's true. You recite your lines in a play, but you but you play the musical lines in a recital. Yeah, I just had a listener I, going, "Why is water not plural?" <laughs> That's a great point. Well, maybe. Well, hang on a second. Maybe the word water is plural, so what is the singular version of that? <laughs> Wata. Yeah, or that might be H21. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, I'm glad you made it because your Skype connection didn't work, and I thought, uh-oh, losing Patrick. That's not good. So then I started uh, reading announcements, which is never that interesting. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that you... Uh, did you make up some of these announcements? No, I made I, legitimate announcements. Like, if, you wanna, if you're a new listener and you want to officially welcome you with a free welcome pack gift, you can request yours today at myfaithradio.com. I don't think I did that one, but I did one like it. Yeah, I love the idea of a... Is it like a tote bag? No, no, it's I, just a... I don't know what it is. <laughs> can you, you can ne- don't put me on the spot. You never get enough tote bags. There's no. always things to tote. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's in the welcome packet? Do you know, Rosie? I do. There's um, a lip balm and these whoa, whoa, whoa. great... Lip balm? Lip balm. I'm signing up for, for this. right now. No kidding. And it's really actually good. It kind of tastes good. It's minty, isn't it? Well, not quite. It has that flavor that's not a flavor that you oh. just know that you have it on there. Nice. Yeah. And um, what else there's is in that? scripture quote cards that... Those are pretty. They're pretty, and yep. you can put them on people's car, like if you just see somebody and you want to mm-hmm. bless them. And... Oh. What Neat. else is there? There, I think there's a bracelet, a Faith Radio bracelet. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a couple of cute little things. Yeah. Well, you you had me at lip balm. <laughs> <laughs> now I better make sure it's in all the welcome packs because yeah. everybody's going to be signing yeah. up. Yeah, it's well, a good point. Well, it's that time of year where you need a good lip balm. This know? is well, true. What, what time of the year don't you need a good lip balm? I'm sorry. Another truth. It's a year-round yeah. thing. Another truth, yeah. 
That's true, especially with the amount of salt I'm consuming lately. <laughs> I am in desperate need of a good lip balm to uh, counteract. You put salt on your lips when you have not used lip balm. It hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Come back more with Patrick Albanese, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. And if you have um, any questions or comments throughout the day, throughout the program, uh, about anything, you can always text your question or comment over to 877 Three three two four eight four. I'm always happy to hear from you. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting myfaithradio.com What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours Conferring with the flowers Consulting with the rain And my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain Welcome to the show. Glad you are with me today. Patrick Albanese is my my guest. I like to get things started on a lighter note. I think that's a good way to start a week. And a merry heart is like good medicine. Sometimes uh, Mondays is the best day to get a little dose of that medicine because you got a long week ahead of you. And if that's the case, I hope uh, you have a smile or a laugh. Uh, Patrick is uh, not only a performer, but an actor and a comedian and a magician and kind of does it all. I was on TV for a year as the traffic guy. You've, kind of, you've done just about everything that I can think of, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, I, I did traffic in Des Moines, which I, I, if people ask me what I did for a living, I said, my job is an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> I do traffic in Des Moines. And they said, no, not much call for that, is there? I said, well, it happens occasionally. You know, and sometimes they, we'd get the, I'd put the map up there during state fair time and I'd have some fun, and in the I found in the graphics department you could put various uh, you know cars and trucks and things in there, and then I found animals. So uh, I could put on the middle of a roadway. I say, "Oop!" By the state fair, there appears to be a three cow pile up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and let's most get... people understood the fun. Yeah, know? one of the topics I wanted to talk to you today about is manners, because. You know, we, we grew up with Leave it to Beaver. We saw Eddie Haskell. He he had manners, right? It's a lovely house dress you're wearing, Mrs. Cleaver. I'm not sure it's, uh, you know, thing you'd want to say today, but it he yeah. was he was very polite. And and I I'm wondering if manners is still being taught and valued the way it once was. Well, and and, and let's not forget that Eddie Haskell was sort of the troublemaker of the show. <laughs> yeah, he was. But he still had manners when it came to 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 the to the Cleaver family. He mm-hmm. was uh, he was always very polite. You know, I think of you know Opie Taylor. Gee, paw. <laughs> right. Everything was always you know so polite. I I don't know. You know, um, I, I hope we're not the the end of the manner train uh, because. It, it you see it more and more. Um, people, they, I, I don't even know if it's a common courtesy, but. Um, they they'll walk up to the counter at you know it could be at a coffee shop or anywhere, and they almost bark at the person as if it's not a person they're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know I, I get it. We we have like you know I think it was McDonald's has like all those self serve kiosks now. Maybe they just got tired of people being rude <laughs> to be employees. 
Now, I, and I'm just, I'm, I'm nostalgic, you know, I mean, I go into my, like a McDonald's and I see the self-serve kiosk and uh, just for nostalgia's sake, I, I mess up my own order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I would rather not talk to the machine and is, are people just conditioned to, you're not a person behind that counter or are we just rude now? Well, we're, we're certainly getting more used to automation and we're taking more advantage of, of self-checkout and ordering things online. But there, you know, the please and thank you, that will never go away. Um, and you're right. I, I was in a coffee shop uh, not that long ago and a guy walked up in the, to the counter and said, give me a, a, a coffee with uh, one of those muffins. And I thought, give me? Uh, that, that word does always... Uh, and, and maybe it's having some kids, but they don't do the gimme. I would hope not. Yeah. No, we fixed that pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's, yeah. is may I please, is that still in anyone's vocabulary? No, I don't. I hope it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you're following up the gimme guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm behind him. And so I walk up, and now I'm literally standing next to him, and I say, good morning. May I please have a small latte with skim milk? Yeah. And I kind of said it just a little bit louder than usual. <laughs> uh, well, about that. A little, little passive-aggressive, maybe? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know if I'd... I, I, it's, I, I, will that person... I, not like you're trying to teach them a lesson, but I, I, don't, I, I, could, I could never use the word gimme. You know, I, I always like to approach, approach the bench, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. With 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 the same respect, I would give a judge if I was having to approach a bench, and uh, just you know, I just uh, they're working. Here's somebody at work, and I, you know I love the greeting, the good morning, the good afternoon, whatever time of day it happens to be, and uh, I, I I love to even ask, hey, how's your day going? Um, you know, I know we throw that, we bandy that about casually these days, and sometimes we don't you know bother to listen for an answer unless it's it's fine. You're going, great, great. That's, I've done my due diligence right off the <laughs> I've, I've been the, the requisite level of polite. Get me my stuff. <laughs> mm. you know, I, mean, I actually try to be uh, interested. And, you know, and, and if you're one of those places like a coffee shop that uh, does the refills, I mean, I, I practically turn into Oliver Twist. <laughs> Please, uh, <laughs> can I have some more? <laughs> I mean, Please. I, I I don't know. I think it's nice. I think uh, people respond to that better. And and who does it hurt to do it? Uh, no. I mean, how much how much energy are you saving by saying, you know, if I just eliminate the word please and how are you today from all of my daily conversations, why I'll get a good three more minutes of sleep a night, <laughs> and won't mm-hmm. that make me a more pleasant person to be around? Mm-hmm. So what are we saving by uh, eliminating that? Or do we just not know how to do it anymore? That, that's a good question. I think there's a new um, level of hostility in our country. I think all this stuff behind the keyboards, uh, we, we say things we probably wouldn't say uh, in person to people. Um, and the exchanges yeah. are not as pleasant. And I think it does eventually work its way into uh, a conversation. I mean, please and thank you will never go out of style. I think they'll never go out of style, but you're right. You know, you get, you get behind the keyboard and that's, that's like standing behind your bigger brother and hurling insults at the school bully. Right. 
you know, it doesn't even have to be the school bully. It can just be your principal, for instance, <laughs> <laughs> assuming that your your older brother is really big. But uh, you, you say, well, you're 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 doing this from a safe space, and then I think sometimes people venture out. I think that that there's almost a degree of comfort with speaking like that mm-hmm. and saying, "Oh, I sure showed that guy what guy." Well, I just know that his callers are that guy. <laughs> That's what he goes by on the internet. I sure showed him right. who's boss. It's like well, he doesn't know who you are, and you showed him who's boss. And I, I mean, did this? Who benefited from this? And how are you feeling? Do you feel superior? Do you feel? smarter than the other person you know you you see how people do send-offs now they they say something to you and they say do better be smarter oh do your research oh you say oh my you know couldn't you just say "Eh, i think we might disagree on this uh and yeah does that does that build up a chip on your shoulder where you walk into a coffee shop and say give me a you know a banana biscuit yeah so i patrick will go to to scripture and and Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God has forgiven you. I think be kind and tenderhearted, compassionate, be nice. When will that ever backfire on you? Never. I don't think ever. I I, I don't think ever. You know, I've, I've seen enough movies to know that being courteous or being mean, you know, same result if the guy's got it in for you, but it doesn't, you know, uh, it, it's, it certainly helps to uh, be polite, I think, in any situation. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, my, well, is that you? I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I, I, I saw you sent me a, sorry, you sent me a message this three days ago. It just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't... That, that was, uh, yeah. yeah, for three days ago, not today. Yeah, it said, it said, be sure your Skype is working for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... Be sure to take that under uh, advisement or uh, advisement, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they said. With, with two minutes to showtime, you, you said, well, I can restart my Skype. What, what possibly could go wrong? <laughs> well, yeah, as you know, I, uh, I have a couple of phrases that I say, well, uh, they are the source of my greatest difficulties in life and some of my greatest uh, uh, eventual discoveries as I work my way out of the mess I've created. And that is how hard could it be and what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Um, so true. Well, yep. uh, I'm glad we were able to connect and I'm always, uh, I always enjoy starting Monday with a smile and a laugh. So Patrick, thank you so much for uh, being on the show and being such hey, a thanks. regular guest and a loyal friend. I will always be in the queue. In the queue. <laughs> no, those next four letters are silent, just so you know. No, don't Too try many. to. What are you? What are you crazy? Don't try to pronounce those letters. All you're going to do is annoy people. Yep. All righty. Have a great All rest right. of the day. See Thank ya. Bye bye. Patrick Albanese has been my guest. As you know, he is uh, how I like to get things started on Mondays. And another thing I like to do on Mondays is gather. Uh, David Miles and Rosie B. And we uh, have the Monday afternoon mix. If you have your Bibles, grab them, open them to Colossians. We'll be right back.
Nobody mistakes that music. You're listening to that. You've, you know, you're in, you're in for the Monday afternoon mix. Mix, 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 mix. Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. and my wingman Terry sent me Luke six forty five for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Mm. David, Ooh. what is your that. mouth going to say today? Ooh, I'm real well, curious. We're going to be talking out of Colossians chapter one. And my mouth is going to be like, let's get in the word. Let's mm-hmm. get to it. Taste and see my, that the Lord is good. Yeah. The yum yums. Let's get to it. Yeah. So, um, you know, on a beautiful day like this, mm-hmm. giving thanks <laughs> for from for some parts of our listening family, a little little bit of lakes of whiteness. And well, you have to remind yourself how to drive again. <laughs> it's, isn't that the truth? It is. Oh, like, it's brutal this morning. Oh, and it feels like <laughs> oh, it's the very first time you've driven on this type of slushy, sli- sliding, you know, snowy crud. And it's like the very first time and you go, no, this was just six months ago. I know how to do this. <laughs> yes, I was kind of reminiscing like being in warmer clients, my wife and I, when we lived in Ohio, because like it would snow and school would be canceled and the snow had melted, but it was just such a stressful thing for people. And so... <laughs> yeah. So today, you know, it's like driving and it's like, yeah, look at that. Right? I was praying for all the people I saw in the ditch and some pretty bad accidents today. So I was praying for those people that, you know, first responders alike. I was in Atlanta once when they had a snowstorm. Oh, yeah. And Atlanta mm. knows nothing about snow. No. no. And there was a guy at the hotel. And you know how the, you get that little um, carton of uh, Morton salt that you use that to fill your salt shaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was using that to sprinkle on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are a rank amateur. Right. <laughs> well, it's amazing because, you know, just different regions of the country have different things. And, you know, when I was doing my sports medicine internship at North Dakota State, I was in Arizona. And one of the guys in Phoenix, he was from North Dakota and he had moved out there. Well, he, one day there was a father who was really kind of upset at him, kind of came in because his son had told him about this guy's car that you plugged in. Mm. And he was like, no way. So he came in and said, what in the world are you putting in my son's head that you have something you plug into your car? There's no, like, you know, just think pre-electric cars. Right. We're talking like 90s. And so like James walked him out to his car and like showed him. He's like, yeah, you have an engine block heater. otherwise that sludge that you call oil will not turn over in fargo north dakota that's funny all right all right pastor david miles let's jump into uh colossians chapter one yes so colossians chapter one this book that's beautifully written uh Mm -hmm. in ad 62 it's one of the prison epistles um paul writes ephesians philippians colossians and philemon um, this is carried by Tychicus and Onesimus, you know, and so... Those are fun names to say, by the they? way. Did you practice that before you came on Did you? today? Um, I've said it a couple times, so that kind of helps. Say it again. You know, Tychicus? Tychicus. Tychicus. Yeah. It how sounds you know like a tic-tac. How do you know when to stop? Tychicus. Sound like Elmer Fudd all of a sudden. That is how I web it. And it was established by, by Epaphras. <laughs> we, we've lost We're really control. down the wrong trail right now. Yes. <laughs> Slip and sliding yeah. right through yes. this show. We, we, you know, we, we want to give living examples of the need for ongoing discipleship. <laughs> yes. Thank you. 
So, but one of the things that was happening was, uh, you know, an area that had, you know, lots of uh, teaching on the, you know, Jewish and pagan local folklore. And they were telling people like you needed to have, uh, there was this tendency of the local belief to call for angels and protection over evil spirits. And, you know, you see this. And so what Paul does is he writes and he opens up writing to the people at Colossians. And he starts off, as Paul normally does in several of his letters, with thanksgiving and prayer. And so we want to look at that today, but particularly we want to look at something in verses 9 through 11 on the uniqueness of this prayer. So, Bill, if you have it, do you mind reading? 9 through 11? Reading, uh, um, read, yeah, read, first of all, start off with uh, 3 through 8. 3 through 8. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel. That has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understand God's grace. You learned it from Uh, Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Yeah, this is just an extremely sweet passage. And, you know, Paul opens up and he just talks about his identity. He's an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and he's writing to a group of people in Colossae. But you know what's interesting about this? When it opens up, he says, we give, we always give thanks. I mean, like, what a rich thing today. If we were known to be, um, you know, chronic thanksgivers, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like just on the regular. And he says, when we pray for you, and verse four says, since we heard of your faithfulness in Christ Jesus. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we want to be, you know, I think it was asking us, he said, you know, an audience of one. So we, we want to be, you know, concerned about living our life before an audience of one. And scripture also talked about how the early church and others, that they had favor with both God and man. So a question is, you know, as you're driving, like, what what do people actually hear about you? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, do they hear of our, me, do they hear of our faithfulness uh, in Christ Jesus? Is that like one of the first things that really comes to mind? Mm-hmm. And, you know... It's this thing of wanting to walk in a manner, as he says later on in this passage, worthy in a man, a manner worthy of the Lord. He puts it in Philippians, the other prison epistle in Philippians one twenty nine, walk in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, what is that as you start off this week, brand new week? Um, if you were wanting there to be a soundtrack that kind of talked about who you were. Is that something that's known? Are you known for your faithfulness? And you might feel like, you know what? I had a bad week last week. Great. It's a it's the beginning of a new week mm-hmm. and saying, God, I want to put you at the forefront of my work. Well, this Monday was rough. Great. Tuesday's tomorrow. And by God's grace, his mercies are new every morning. So what does it look like for our faithfulness that when people hear our name, 
that they think of faithfulness in Jesus Christ. So that's one of the, you know, one of the real key things at first that pops up. But it's interesting, it goes on. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. And of this, of this you have heard before in the word of truth. There's these three words, you know, that's there that we are kind of familiar with. He talks about we heard of your faith, of the love, and of the hope. Mm-hmm. And it's really wild because in the chapter of love, it says faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know, Rosie, like how do we how do we make it that faith, hope, and love are more a part of, may I say, the aroma that we give off? My goodness, that is such a pregnant question for me today, um, David. My dad is hanging in the balance between life and death. Mm. And um, my siblings and I, so I have nine siblings, are talking about this man who has lived a life of love, hope, and faithfulness. Wow. And we were all thinking of words. What's one word that we would have for a description of him that we could tell him, right? And as, I, as you're reading this passage, I'm thinking, for my dad, it started... He's 90. It started 50 years ago. It started 65 years ago in mm. how he responded to many, many, many difficult situations. So I would think it is that one of the ways to show the aroma of God is in how you respond when you could be angry, when you could be bitter, when you could be unforgiving, and you choose instead to be merciful, kind, good and exude love, joy, and peace, right? So I think I think it's in our response mm-hmm. as I'm pondering my dad's life and a man who is lived out the, these scriptures. Yeah, wow. That's, su- that's super rich. I got nothing to add to that. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, like, what, a, what an incredible, like, tribute. I mean, like, mm-hmm. out of the words um, of a daughter. Yeah. And sons to hear that. Yeah, finished. I'm finishing strong. That's not something you hear very often. No, you know. And uh, I was recently at a, at a homegoing service for a friend of mine whose dad had passed away, and he and his two brothers, you know, grown men with their own children and grandchildren, and the tribute that those three grown men with children and grandchildren getting ready for great grand gave to their dad. Mm-hmm. There was such a richness. Rosie, you said something, though, really neat, though. You talked about, you know, the years and just decisions, you mm-hmm. know. And and so, like, with that, there's probably some days that, yeah, wasn't hitting on all cylinders no. in one and, you know, or just one cylinder. Right. And I guess, like, so, Bill, like, what does a person do when they feel like, man, you know, I there there's these moments where, yeah, I got it, but I feel like I got it wrong today, you know. Yeah, well... I, grace, you got to offer yourself grace, mm-hmm. and there's there's no um, nothing says that it's got to be done good every day because right. you're not gonna you're not gonna end up with that being the score. Right, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna do your best, and it's gonna have some upside down effects. Yeah, I mean, like think of baseball. If you hit 300, you go to the Hall of Fame. I know. <laughs> so right? it's like you might strike out seven out of ten times. Seven out of ten times, yeah. you know. Um, there was an old Donnie McClurkin song who was a gospel writer, and the song is called We Fall Down, But We Get Up, because mm-hmm. a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up in the power and grace of God. 
I mean, like, so there's going to be days um, that we're not, you know, going to get it right. And, and sometimes, you know, what I found powerful is when we don't get it right mm-hmm. and we go back and we apologize. I was just going to say that. I feel like I've learned the most from when people make a mistake or want to clarify what they did or ask for forgiveness or sometimes they don't even do that, but they circle back and in whichever way they can, they might not say, I'm sorry, they might not say, forgive me, but they're circling back. And in that, it's in the standing back up that I feel like they earn not only my respect, but just a greater compassion level mm-hmm. because we all know what it feels like not to to respond well. And my dad over those years, I, I mean, I could choose to think of the times he didn't respond so well, right. um, but that's not fair. You know, in the sifting of it, I thought, boy, I could concentrate on 1.5% and miss 99 or mm-hmm. 98.3 or whatever that is. Um, you know, and how would you want to be, re- how do you want people to re- to remember you? Right. In that same vein, you remember others. Right. And, and sometimes like, you know, motion, energy in motion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, inside of our minds, we have these neurological circuits, this wonderful thing that God has made our brain. Like when you actually get into some of the things about the mind and how, you know, our neurons and just like one cell, just the potential that God has put in there. But sometimes in mapping, we map out these memories. And so we just kind of drive down that same road mm-hmm. constantly. And, you know, one person had noted that sometimes when people are remembering stuff, they go on for a while and actually find out that some of the things that they're thinking happened in the past didn't happen the exact way that they thought it. So, like, you get with your siblings and you're like, hey, remember the time we did this? And it's like, yeah, no, we didn't do that. Right? It's perspective, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. You know, so it's that, that perspective things. But the power of an apology uh, when I lived in Ohio, we had a guy who worked with Athletes in Action, and he was from Central Asia. And, uh, you know, one of the things was he was um, a boxer, and he would do translations. So one time these guys came over, and they were doing ministry, and he said that this was one of the reasons that he came to Jesus. Because they were sitting there one day, and one of the guys came in, and he's like, you know what, I really need to go apologize to this, this sister in Christ. And he looked at it and said, why would you do that? And he's like, because what I did was wrong. I mean, like, that was, like, offensive and, and the statement that I made and, you know, that hurt her feelings and I want to go. And for the gentleman that I knew, he was like, well, we didn't do that in our culture. And it so floored him that he wanted mm-hmm. to know what was it about this Jesus that made this man ask for forgiveness. And, uh, you know, that was powerful. So what's sweet about this is when we don't make it, Verses 9 and 11 give some things for us to pray about and pray for one another to actually step towards mm. the life that your dad's lived, Rosie. That's beautiful. Good words today, both of you. Really nice, nicely done. We're going to be back with the Monday afternoon mix after a short break. My guest, of course, is Pastor David Miles, who is a pastor at New Hope Church in New Hope, Minnesota, and also an adjunct professor here at the University of Northwestern. And Rosie B. will be right back. We want to pray for you. We all need prayer. 
We would love to pray for you. The Faith Radio team is serious about prayer, and we pray for specific listener requests every week. Share your prayer requests with us anonymously and securely on our website at myfaithradio.com. Time for the Monday Afternoon Mix. So glad to have Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. as the team on the Monday Afternoon Mix. We're in Colossians chapter 1, and this is a really a strong passage. And Rosie, you've got, you love to pray this passage, like verses 9 through 12. I do. I, you know, it's, okay, so we all get busy, and sometimes the Holy Spirit will put somebody on my heart, and maybe I'm too much in my head, or I'm too much in my schedule, or I'm feeling that, Okay, hear you, Holy Spirit. What can I pray? Mm-hmm. And I go to the scripture because um, it reminds me of the goodness of God in people. It reminds me sometimes we don't, if I'm seeing something in somebody else that um, needs prayer, that it's especially verse 12, and I'll just say it, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Sometimes it's this, that line is my reminder to be praying for somebody that might be in a sin, a sin pattern, mm-hmm. that God has qualified them to be holy in his sight. And that's what I'm speaking into being and not looking so much at their sin nature, but more who God sees them as. Yeah, And you know, let's, Honest, sometimes I don't see it. Sometimes I have to have to see it through the eyes of Scripture because I am looking at the pattern of sin, right? And it's really hard to deviate from that and see the goodness of God in them. So this is um, 9 through 12 is one of my favorite things to pray for people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so very rich in so many different ways. I mean, like in verse 10, it's like, Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Well, earlier up there, um, he's saying, of this you heard before the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you. Indeed, the whole world, in the whole world, it's bearing fruit and increasing. And he's talking about how they're a part of this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that's super, super, super helpful, super, super helpful today is when you see good in a person, actually affirming the good that you actually see and prayerfully ask the Lord to produce more of that type Mm -hmm. of fruit. You know, so, so like, you know, guys, sometimes in our culture, pe- there can be an inclination to point out a wrong and then harp on the wrong. But how about we flip that and see the good mm-hmm. and actually harp on the good and then talk about the God who is good that even makes that good possible and pray for more of that. You know, be different with our mouths, be different with those things um, and and then in and that self, it produces this beautiful aroma. It produces it. It changes the atmosphere of a room. David, is it true and rosy that people generally offer what they're receiving themselves? And if you're getting beat up all day long, it's mm. hard to walk in and say, "Let me tell you all the good you're doing," because their tank is empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you know that that statement. I think. Bill, you once said this when we were talking about something else about the comment that hurt people hurt people. Well, that's an old, you know? old saying, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, on the one hand, we end up being hurt and then can do that. The beauty of it, though, also is that God has given us a choice, you know, that um, to say, like, you know what, even if it's unpleasant for us to do Golden Rule, which we did in Sermon on the Mount, like, Mm -hmm. I know this is doggy for me, so, like, why do I want to do this for another person? The other thing we have to be mindful is that, you know, when the Lord talks about, um, you know, bearing fruit, like that's mm-hmm. an agricultural and like you stick something in the ground, it's coming out. So in Galatians chapter six, it says, God's not mocked. Whatever man sows, he reaps. You know, if you sow to the sinful flesh, like if you sow to being like, I like tearing people down, um, I'm not sure why you're surprised when you stick wheat in the ground and wheat comes out. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're sowing a contentious spirit, if you're sowing a spirit of like bitterness towards people, you know, I mean, like it's remember parables are uh, spiritual principles in everyday um, examples. So like the the faith of a mustard seed and th- different things like that. So so sometimes just saying like, Lord, you know, cut that off in me. Mm-hmm. Like if if my inclination is just to be super like nasty to someone like lord help me to practice biting on my lip till blood shoots through my nostrils and not saying something Mm -hmm. you know and saying instead praying god give me a heart that looks for thanksgiving and here's the thing it's going to be hard at first because again we've laid these tracks down in our mind and in our hearts and we get kind of an emotional payoff for these things so sometimes we can get addicted to the emotion Mm-hmm. that we get, even though it's like bad, it's familiar. Mm. So it's, it's going to be uncomfortable if you're used to just cutting people down to stop, you know, and ask God to help you to look for the good in people. It's going to feel weird at first. And so like saying, God, help bridge the gap between where I'm at and what would as Ephesians 4.30 says, give grace to everyone who hears and does not grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't you think this is too, I mean, when the widow gives out of her lack, sometimes when we choose kindness and goodness and patience and love and the fruits of the Spirit out of a place of woundedness, Mm -hmm. that is giving out of our lack. I mean, you are empty yourself and you are choosing by the strength of God that lives within you to still be kind, to still you know, promote um, the image of Christ through your actions. That is an example of giving out of your lack. I think very often we always always think of it as tithing and our money. Right. Oh, there's so much more. Right. The kingdom of heaven has a different economy. And sometimes it's just a kind word when no one has been kind to you. Right. And sometimes a smile. You know, um, there's an old song that I like, and it was uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman's song from his heaven in a real world, Remember Your Chains. And it's mm-hmm. about remembering your chains. And he's like, no heart loves greater uh, than the one who was able. Or no, no heart's more thankful than the one that is able that can best remember hunger's pain. And no heart loves greater when all it can recall is a time all it knew is shame. Mm-hmm. You know, the wings of forgiveness can take us to heights never seen. But the wisest ones, they will always remember where love set them free. Love set them free. So remember your chains. Remember the prison that once held you before the love of Christ came through. And so like sometimes when we think back to my goodness, Lord, what you did or you're doing in my life. And even if you feel like God's not doing anything, you know, every day is an opportunity, 
you know, it, it, as, as they used to say about the old King James, it said that 486 times it says and it came to pass, but it doesn't say it came to stay, hmm. you know? And so God continually woos us to himself and how patient and loving that he is with us. And sometimes like we just have to throw up our hands and say, God, help, help mm-hmm. me. Like, I seriously don't know what to do. I don't even, I don't even know how to do whatever it is in front of you. But isn't that the strike to the root of our pride and the yes. call of dependency upon Christ and the steps of discipleship? Mm-hmm. I love verse nine. It says, you know, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. It prompts the question, what were they praying? And what they were praying was, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So as I look at that, I thought, what a beautiful prayer that that you would be filled with knowledge of his will. Beautiful prayer. Praying for that next generation, verse 10, to walk in a manner worthy in the gospel of the Lord and be fully pleasing. Lord, help me to be fully pleasing to you so that there's a nice mirror for my children and those mm. around me. Beautiful. Yeah, so good. David, nice to see you. Good to see you, Great friends. to have you here in studio, Rosie B. Beautiful job as always. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the plan. You guys like plans? I know I, I like do. The plan. I, like, I like the plan too. We're going to do that break thing, right? Because yeah. that, that's a radio thing, right? I'm all set up for it. Break. You are? Yeah. Break. Huh? Seriously? Okay, well, then we'll, now, now we have to do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Then we're going to come back, and I've got Joanna Weaver. She's my guest. She's written a book called Embracing Trust. So it's going to be a fascinating Ooh, mm. uh, topic. That sounds really good. Yeah, it is going to be good. So I'm going to learn all about Joanna Weaver and her book Embracing Trust right when we come back from the break. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.